Donald Trump, he ruined my life. He's the reason my life's so horrible. That Biden, he's just gonna ruin my life. My wife is so mean, she ruins my life. My husband is so mean, he ruins my life. Does it sound like you at all? Well, you're in luck because today I am going to talk about holding yourself accountable. And what does that mean? That means getting yourself out of a mess. If you're in something and you don't want to be in it, you don't have to be. You can leave. You can make your life better. And nobody's going to come to save you or rescue you. The good thing, too, about this episode is I have – it's like a two-for-one. I did two podcasts. One was uh, I did like single life, and then I was like, nah, it's not that good. So then I did uh, accountability, but then I'm just going to tack single life on at the end. So if you feel like watching or listening to both, go for it. I also did – I'm not doing a YouTube anymore. I was just kind of annoying. I like to walk around. I think my my thoughts come clear if I'm walking, walking and talking. So, if you guys enjoy this, get some uh, get some little tokens of something out of this. So, enjoy. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. All right, so I just wanted to get real, real quick on this one. So I'm going to talk about accountability and I know I talk about this a lot, but I was thinking about relationships and how a lot of times you have that one person in the relationship that's always like, it's all his fault. He's the one to blame. I'm perfect. If you feel that way, could be vice versa. Could be the guy saying it. Could be the girl saying it. I don't really care. 50% of all your problems are your fault. you're accountable for. Like you're 100% responsible for fixing your own life and your own mess. But let's just say you're in a relationship and that relationship's not good, but you're still in it. Like even if you married somebody that's a narcissist, um, do you know what the problem was with that situation? Was the fact that you let yourself get in a relationship with a narcissist. Like you didn't work on yourself prior to attaching yourself to somebody. That could be a lot your parents' fault. Um, maybe they saw things and they just wanted you to get married. Maybe you're like religious and it was like, all my friends are getting married and I need to get married. And so like, who, who will take me? <laughs> Right? It's a lot of you. Like, let's just be real. Look at yourself. Like, is that you? Did you just get married because you were like part of some weird cult? And everybody was doing it. And you were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so dumb if I'm like 25 and I'm not married with three kids. (laughs) That's the culture I grew up in. It's like you dated somebody and you just saw people flying off the market. Like, 
Joe Schmo's dating Lucy and this guy's dating this girl and it's like you kind of thinking like I might like I might vibe with this girl I wonder like when Joe and her are done and they break up maybe I'll oh they're engaged I kind of like this lacy girl oh yeah she's cute and she's engaged hey what about so <laughs> in that culture they're just flying off the market so it's almost like you have to jump on and this is not a slam at all against my ex like not at all i'm not like saying this about i'm not talking about her i'm just talking this is like legit the culture like you marry somebody and you get married very young and you don't take any time to really develop yourself and so you don't even realize how young and dumb you are because when you're young and dumb, you think you're smart and you think you're mature and you think you know everything. And you're like, I know what love is and my love's stronger than your love. Right? Like, that's how I felt. I felt like even if you gave me advice, I wouldn't listen. So I was actually, I was talking to my dad. I don't, we don't talk a ton, but I was talking to him and... I was reading this book and I was just talking about how it's uh it sucks when you see somebody making mistakes when you get older I was just talking about my kids and I was like it sucks when you see them making mistakes you see them doing things that you know they're going to be paying for down the line like just eating unhealthy like anybody that's eating unhealthy for a long period of time is doing damage to their body and it's just a matter of time until you start to pay for that stuff. And I was like, it sucks because you can't pass wisdom. Like wisdom is gained through like experience and living and knowledge is passed, but knowledge isn't wisdom. And like I try to explain this on my last podcast, but um, wisdom, I feel like wisdom comes with like age and time and like ex- like experiencing. Like if you haven't gone through certain trials there's you can you can hear about it you can have your opinion of how you would be if you were going through something like i'm sure i've had a lot of judgments and stuff about um how could how could tyler like leave his family when their son has cancer like how could you do that and sometimes it takes like it takes a lot of courage to do what you know deep in your heart is the right thing to do. Um, taking accountability when things are already hard and going like paying the price is difficult. Taking like accountability for things is difficult. Like I was thinking about this this week, like um, people that do diets and they usually do like they crash hard. And they usually like they'll fast or they'll do their diet for like six days and they feel so accomplished that I always hear everybody be like, we deserve a cheat day. We deserve a cheat day. (laughs) They go eat like anything they want. And then it's like they just like if you do a cheat day and you're doing like a diet, I know the rock like the rock does cheat days and stuff. And I think all of us watch these stupid Instagram accounts where it's like. There's these people that are super freaks, but we don't really honestly know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, The Rock, look at the dude. Like, could there possibly be a chance that maybe he's, like, doing some supplements he shouldn't? I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's all genetics. 
But if if we compare ourselves to these people that are like, I mean, they have millions and millions of dollars to spend on the right nutritionist and know exactly how many calories they can eat on cheat day and this and that. So like when you're just doing your own at-home diet and you've been eating, you've been drinking green juices all week and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I've lost three pounds. And then your cheat day comes up and you've gained five pounds. Like, did, did you deserve a cheat day? Like, realistically, like, holding yourself accountable, what, it's like, what's your goal? What's your goal? Did you want to lose 10 pounds? Like, did the cheat day set you back? Did it, like, put more toxins in your body? Now is the next week, basically, like, week one over again? Because a lot of times we look at things, like, not with real lenses. It's like we're looking at stuff with, what's it called, like, uh, rose-colored glasses. Is that what they say? That means something's like not what it seems, right? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I think a lot of people just in this world are just, they have such a hard time holding themselves accountable. Like, honestly, like if you're in a relationship, like I started this thing with, and you're sitting there like, my husband cheats on me, and my wife is like, she spends all of her money, and this and that, like 50% of the problems are yours. So, like, if you started to work on that, you could start tipping the scale and, like, start to get things better with yourself. But if you're sitting there, like, it's 80% his fault, 20% my fault. If I didn't marry this person, I'd be perfect. Like, if you're that person and you're listening to me right now, like, you need to go to counseling. You need to own up to, like, what you're doing. And if you don't, your life's going to be super miserable. And all you're doing is like bringing other people down because hurt people hurt people. Like if you're hurt and you just like you you can't seem to like figure out how not to hurt. It's a very human thing to do to try to hurt other people so that because like misery loves company. But if you can hold yourself accountable, sit in the pain, then you can work through it. Like I talked about with that atonement episode. But pain, pain is a very interesting thing, right? Like I like, and I've talked about this before too, but pain and holding yourself accountable and like when time kind of starts to like slow down because you have pain going on, it's time to enjoy yourself. Like enjoy the pain because when you're in the pain, that's when you're growing, like I get on the elliptical and I'll do like an hour and my average heart rate will be like 180 to 195. And I just like, I sit there and it's like, I get to this mental state where it's like, wow, this is a lot. This is a lot of like energy I'm putting out. But then I start to look at the seconds ticking away on the treadmill and I'm like, live in these seconds. These are the seconds that count. These are the seconds where you want to be alive because you are like growing right now you're pushing yourself you're like accomplishing at this moment when when you're watching like netflix like i watch the show new girl right now it's like it's fun but what does it do for me am i growing at all it's just easy it's easy you put it on you sit there and you wait for like time to tick down until it's time for you to go to bed then you go get in bed 
and then if you don't have like intentional like you don't have intentions set intentions of what you want for your life you don't hold yourself accountable and like you just are always in front of your tv watching like netflix football you're always checking gambling mgm online whatever the fuck that's called like you need to check yourself because your life is slipping away and if you're waiting like if you're waiting and you think let's just say you think that this person like this person died if this person just disappeared my life would be so much better and it's like if you go through your life and look at patterns with relationships like do you feel like do you feel like your life has meaningful relationships or do you feel like you're kind of drowning trying to put up a front for people and like you just have a good image going for you right now do you like your image like social media is a big pile of fucking garbage just so all of you know don't sometimes i just feel like i'm on that show the truman show i feel like i'm like would it be so weird if it was just me like i'm just sitting here talking to myself at 10:30 at night and if there was just like hidden cameras in my house people were just looking at me because sometimes it feels like that right sometimes it feels like the whole world's out to get you and like you're just part of this weird experience where no matter what you do things are going to happen how they happen and like i think we all feel sometimes like it's other people's fault like obviously people do things to us but I'm just saying, like, let's say you married a narcissistic personality. Like, most of the time what happens in the dating world is, like, empaths or people that are, like, very um, easygoing, kind of go with the flow, aren't very confrontational. They'll get picked up by a narcissist. Because narcissists like to suck the life out of these little, like, helpless people. So if you don't have a good like upbringing or good advice when you're getting raised and people are just trying to push you into marriage, a lot of times you're pushing somebody into something that's not what they need. And the sad part is, is narcissistic personalities, they're very good at acting like nothing's wrong. Like they act like um, just your normal, outgoing, confident personality and so it's easy to be attracted to that but then you don't find out until you're locked in the relationship especially if you only if you've only dated a few months you never lived together never had any sexual experience like you don't even know each other to me that's a terrible decision like you need to get to know somebody before you commit yourself like sure maybe it could work out like maybe there's a lot of really like genuinely happy couples out there i'm just saying it seems to me like you win the lottery or you either like change who you are a lot to be what somebody else wants you to be because i just think there's so much work everybody has to do on themselves to figure out who they are and so that's i feel like in relationships and stuff i feel like what happens is you get to a point where you just let things slip so much that like holding yourself accountable too far in is just too much. There's too much to like hold yourself accountable for. There's too much to like change and to become this person you want to be. 
and backtrack all the way to like the path when you turned the wrong direction. It's so much work. It's just like it's overwhelming. And so you don't want to do it. And so instead of doing the work, you basically just, you just kind of, you kind of just give up on yourself. And like the more you give up on yourself, the bigger the gap is between you and you. The bigger the gap is between like who your potential is and who you are right now. And so like the only way I can really think of for people to get to where they want to be or where they know they have the best shot at being successful is to step up, hold yourself accountable, look in the mirror and be tough with yourself. You don't have to be like, you don't have to be nice to yourself. I know there's all these lovey-dovey, like, look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. Like, honestly, look in the mirror and be like, fuck you. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life, you fucking idiot? Like, go change. Like, tell you, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your kids. Let's say your kids are getting into something or they're just sitting around watching Netflix all day and they're, like, wasting their life away and, like, you can see that they have more potential. Talk to yourself that way. Look in the mirror and say, like, hey, like, are we seriously just going to sit here eating Cheetos all night? Like, licking our fingers that we're scratching our butts with? (laughs) Right? Like, it's true. Like, accountability is key to, like, it's the key to who you want to be. And like I said, you can't take accountability, like, Don't take this message and go to your spouse or somebody and be like, you need to hold yourself accountable. That's what I learned. You need to hold yourself accountable. It's like, no. That's not what I'm saying. Think about this. What do I need to hold myself accountable for? And then when you start to hold yourself accountable, then it starts to like, the people around you start to change. And you start to recognize like relationships that are good that you want to keep pursuing And you recognize relationships that are maybe not so good that you kind of want to cut ties with and move on and be around people that are going to let you grow and be kind of fit into a path that's going to let you live up to your potential. And people, like, it's natural too for people just to be scared of other people's success. People don't want to be happy for other people because it's easier to be... Um, to make excuses and if you get successful and prove to people that like hey look you can do it people don't want to see that because they have so many excuses as to why they never did it and so um, don't let yourself make up a million excuses to get yourself off the hook for being accountable like I said Don't go talk to your spouse. Don't go talk to somebody else. That's your problem. Um, Hold yourself accountable after this conversation. Take out like a piece of paper. Get a journal. Write some stuff down. I challenge you right now, okay? This is going to be a motivational speech. Like, I'm fucking Drill Sergeant Tyler. (laughs) Sound like Tim the Tool Man Taylor, but who cares? Okay, take out a piece of paper. Write down... Like, just write down mistakes, 
secrets, things you've done. And you don't need to show this to anybody. Just write it down just so you know it. Like just stuff that's in your head. Be like, I wish I never did this. My wife found out about this. Just write it down. Just so like you can see how many things maybe you're hiding from. That you're running from. And like what would happen if you held yourself accountable? Are you married to somebody that could see change, could see benefit, could work through this stuff with you? Or are you married to somebody that couldn't? And I like I swear to you guys, like if you do it, it does it is the recipe for growth. Like you will grow and you will go through pain. There's gonna be times where you're like Fuck Tyler, what has he done to me? Like, this guy's so full of crap, I should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Maybe that's, I don't know. There's different opinions by different people. All I'm saying is, like, take accountability, like, at least acknowledge that you've screwed up. And, like, even if you could see it on paper, you could be like, hmm, yeah, maybe I can see why this person feels the way that they do about me. So, honestly, just just try harder. Um, and just do do your part in becoming more accountable and living a better life. For you and for me, heal the world, make it a better place. For you and for me in the entire village, there are people dying who could care enough for the living. Make it a better place. I bet you guys are wondering what I'm gonna st- for you and for me. Stop. Heal the world. I could really go on all day. So hopefully uh, this is helpful. If you guys think it is, go to my reviews and just say like, Tyler said something and it made sense. And I like Tyler. He good guy. Something like that. Or just share it maybe. Like just do like a, you can share it in a text message. It's really easy. Like all you do is if you're on Apple, you go into the apps, you click on Apple Podcasts, and then all you do is you pull up my podcast, and then you just either hold on it, and then it's going to say copy link, or there's these three little dots, you click on it, and then there's either a share button, or at the bottom, there's a copy link, so you can go copy and paste that like on a Facebook or a text message, and then it's the same thing over in a in whatchamacallit, uh, Spotio, no, Spotify, (laughs) Spotify, you can share from Spotify, there's one called Anchor, I decided I'm not doing YouTubes right now, I don't like it, I like to just jump on, like in my car, or whenever I feel like it, and doing the video stuff is just, I ain't to that point yet, so, hopefully that's cool with you guys. You can still hang with me. Be my ride or die. <laughs> anyway, do that. Give me a review. Share this stuff, guys. Come on. Bye. Alright, let's just be real about single life. Single life as a dad. That seems like a fun topic, right? So all you guys out there that are 
considering getting divorced, are divorced, women, so you kind of uh, have an understanding, which you probably do, but this is just going to be like the real, raw, like day-to-day -day routine, just kind of go over what is it like to be single, single in 2020, <laughs> I got divorced, like right before COVID hit. So dating has been a freaking, it's been super fun. So if you see somebody in public, you're interested, all you got is their eyes up. So you're just fucking crossing your fingers when you walk up, <laughs> when they move that mask down, that there's a, and I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying not to be shallow. Sometimes though, it's like you got a good mask face, sometimes you don't. It's a new thing now, right? We got mask faces. So sometimes it's like this pleasant like, ooh, that's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, a, oh, you're missing half your face, surprise. <laughs> so you gotta work through that barrier. And so even like, you don't even know physically really if you're attracted to somebody anymore until like you've already like approached them and Sometimes, like, if you approach a girl, too, because I'm very ballsy, like, I go up and just, like, talk to girls at the grocery store, gas pumps, like, because I like it the old-fashioned way and you can't meet anybody right now. Um, so there's that part of it. So, like, if you get divorced right now, it's very difficult to, like, find people to even ask out. And then online dating apps. So online dating, how would I describe it? fucking horrible I guess is the if I had to pick two if somebody said you get two words to describe online dating I guess I would maybe go with fucking horrible <laughs> so it's is uh, it's basically like you put on this meat market um, people just go through click it's really based on your looks like People, I'm sure people like read through the profiles and stuff, but like if your pictures aren't good, like you get in, you get in a left swipe. And so you're just flying through these things like no, yes, no, no, yes, no. And then it's like sometimes you get like very methodical and you say like, I should probably read the bios because what if it's a good person and like maybe I'm not giving people the right chance. <laughs> So you start thinking like that. And so then you swipe and then these people, you got to wait. Like sometimes you just got to wait until they swipe on you. And so it's like this, like by the time they finally swipe on you, it's like two months later. And like, I don't know if you've seen me, but two months can do a lot to my appearance. Like, I mean, my dating profile within one year has gone from like me with hair with like a small beard to like me with a big head with a ginormous beard to like back to like hair again and like now I have a tattoo on my arm so it's like if these girls hit me up like three months after they like after I clicked on them they're now talking to like a totally new person so then they got to like rethink everything and it's like I think from the girls point of view too I've talked to a lot of girls about their dating experiences but they're getting blown up with dick pics like Bam, bam, dick, 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 dick. 
So if you're a girl and you're on online dating, dating, you're getting blown up with these uh, pictures and just creepy dudes that. So like when you're a normal guy, you finally come across a girl, and you're like, maybe I could get a chance. But you have to realize, like you have to have their perspective. They're getting hit up by like every guy alive, and so since they're getting hit up, you got to say something super duper clever. So that they want to talk to you. So you'll be like, hey girl, like, the snow's really coming down here. <laughs> so, that was, like, that wouldn't work. That line, the snow is really coming down here. I would say that's probably not the line you want to use. But you got to come up with something to catch their attention because they, like, they're looking at all these dudes. So like I usually go like eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji, send. <laughs> I don't do that. But it is hard. So like these girls, like it's very rare that you can even get a conversation with them. Then they're getting blown up. So everybody's talking. So you have this like weird, like you, it's like we're connected so weird right now. Like it's so weird to step outside of like, like you're married and you have this like you grew up. So like I got married in night, what, 2007? So 2007 was kind of before things like were crazy with online dating and stuff. And so it was still like, it was typical dating where you'd see a girl, you'd go up, talk to her, you'd go on a date, you would like kind of drag it out and just like um, get to know each other before you started to like um, have sexual intercourse <laughs> so it seems like nowadays it's kind of shifted because everybody's so connected so it's like i got this person this person this person this person this person. and so it's like you feel like almost desperation so you want this person to like you more than like the other fifty thousand guys so then you feel like this like unnecessary stupid pressure and then you just like act like a fucking idiot when you're on these dates and you're like so online dating sucks you do find some good people though like i will if it has been fun i've been meeting i would say a lot more friendships i don't think and i think maybe my experience is not going well because i was married for 13 years in a relationship for 15 years and so like i think everybody not everybody. I think if you're in a really healthy, like, good relationship, um, you don't have to reevaluate, like, who you are. I think people, a lot of times, like, just lose themselves in a relationship. And sometimes you don't even realize it. Like, you feel like, like, when you get back with high school friends and stuff, you can kind of put on, like, the front. Like, hey, it's still me. It's Tyler. Like, yeah. But then you go home, and maybe, like, you're completely different. And you have lost yourself. And so when you step out... It's almost like this like time warp system where like you get married and then it's like time just like stands still. Like time just like it stands still and then like all this stuff and shit is happening all around you and it's like technology's blowing up and you see it like it's almost like you see it like in your peripheral vision. So you can't it's not like right directly in front of you where you're processing it. It's just kind of happening. So then when you step out into it, it's this very weird new world where like 
I mean, I can't even, I can't describe how different the world of dating is, like, since I, since I was dating last. It is like, it is like way different. And so sometimes if your relationship is like workable, maybe like but we were talking, me and my ex were talking this last week and we were just saying how like we seriously gave everything, like went to counseling for years, switched counselors, like we, uh, I mean, we did like, and we'd have times where it seemed like, yeah, look, things are going good. But then we realized like now that we've been apart that there's so much growth, like so much growth is happening for us. And it's almost like we're happy for each other. So you can see the other person and a part of it too. Like I talked to my ex and I was like, you do realize a big part of the reason like why we got divorced. Like a big part of it is because like it's you, you do want that person I would think to be happy. And so if sometimes it takes like giving that person up to go be happy, it's like, it's a great, it's almost like it's more enjoyable to see that person happy with somebody else than miserable with you. And so that's something that I would think about. Um, Like I said, if you can work, like if you give up too early, don't give up too early. Like give it everything, give it all the options, like go to the counselors, like talk to, uh, and this is one thing I would definitely, definitely suggest is talk to people outside of your circle. Um, you're probably in an echo chamber. Like if you're talking to your parents and like your uh, siblings, I mean, maybe you're super close, but sometimes the advice that you're getting might be, it might not be good. And some people are agreeable and so they're not going to be honest with you. So like that's why it's good to go to a counselor because sometimes you think you're right and that's what counseling does for you is it's going to uh, – it's just like in your face like, hey, look, like these are things you need to work on. And it's like the, the hard truth that you're not perfect but it's good because then you can start to work on your relationship. And so if you're with somebody and you can't really get them to see like they're, the things that they need to work on um, – I would start just with counseling because there's different ways to explain things to different people. And so I think a lot of times too, as humans, we get caught up in these, we just get confused with like, if I think this way, you think this way. So like, if I can comprehend this, like, why can't you? It's interesting though, like how different like all of our brains work. So sometimes you can, I could explain something to like, somebody and I can't get through to them and then somebody else has like the exact same conversation but can communicate things better to like certain people so like if you went to a counselor with your spouse and just say we're having a hard time like communicating um I can't seem to like express myself and then they come up with like kind of useful ways to help you try to communicate and work through things so um but de- yeah, like I said, like it's definitely a better option. Like if you could keep your family together and like stay with your kids, it's definitely like better than like on. I swear to God, like online dating, it's like, uh, yeah, like I, there's just so much to online dating. But then also, so like part of being single, um, so you gotta you gotta consider like what is it you want with your life, right? Like your goals, your ambition, and stuff. If you if you can get 
on the same page with your spouse and make goals and like you kind of both want similar things then you can come up with a plan to where it's way easier like if you stay stay together because there's a lot more stuff that gets put on your plate after you get divorced and so like for me I have to do I still do my workouts and stuff but then I have my kids like three mornings and so I usually get up and do my workouts in the morning so if I want to work out like five to six days a week, I have to get up and like two or, two or three of the days I have to do my workouts just like in my bedroom with like a pull-up bar, push-up bar, um, because I can't just like leave my kids. And so there's where if you're in a relationship, you guys can kind of help each other out. And so you have weird schedules too to where your kids are just like, if you start to date other people, it's really rare that your schedules match up. And so... It's hard to really get to know other people, especially with COVID, because you can't even go anywhere. And so then it's like, do you want to come like hang out at my house? It's creepy, but like I don't know what else we're supposed to do. So it's like we got all these like this is weird first dates, weird weird way of like getting to know each other. Um, and I'm sure it's like this is probably something that's creating like this new normal. But like I said, I don't think you realize what you're like what you're stepping into because you don't have perspective on what it's like. Although I do think a lot of times too, like I think that certain people are more ready than other people. Like for me, I feel like the reason, like I was saying earlier, maybe it's not working is because it's not like, I'm not, I'm not even ready. I'm not even ready to date. Like I don't even want to date. Like I just want to like make friends maybe and just work on myself. So I was in that marriage for 13 years, together for 15 years. And so, I mean, being together for that long, like I was saying, you lose like you lose a part of you. And so I'm trying to rebuild this person. And not even rebuild, but just like, like you want to push your life and figure out like which direction you want that to go in. And so you got to figure that out. And some people I think like all along have known and a lot of people, like I say, lose themselves. And so they have to forge like a new path and a new destination but then there's a lot of obstacles in your way because you have your schedules are like you're doing grocery shopping um you're doing like you're cleaning scrubbing everything down like um like for me i just did the uh sweeping the mopping the dishes the windex on the windows the vacuuming the laundry the and this is after doing like uh workouts in the morning kids to school, work, um, and try to get like everything done with your actual job. Then like you get home and you do like the grocery shopping or laundry. And then like you're trying to fit, then you got your kids half the time. So you got to fit all these other activities into the limited time you have. And then you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. And then you're trying to date on top of it. So, like I would say most guys, we have it's like an adjustment period. Where it's like, you got to just be patient. Um, like I said, some people are more ready than others. Um, but some people, it's just, it's a process before you can really like... And like I said this on other podcasts, you want to be solid. Like that Atonement podcast I talked about. Like you want to be solid in yourself 
before you bring somebody else into like a mess with you. And so, yeah, so this is just for people. Um, just, I like to like share my experiences. I think it's fun because you never know. Like I went on that make a wish trip and I wrote this like long thing on my Facebook. Like I ba I basically wrote this because I've always wondered like what happens on a make a wish trip? What is that like? And um, so I, sh I shared it with people. I said, this is what it was like. Maybe in my next podcast, I'll do like my Make-A-Wish trip because it was, <clears throat> it was like the most amazing experience ever. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, I got super distracted. I don't know where I was at in that thought now because I started thinking about my trip to Disney World and how awesome it was. <laughs> I was thinking about like, we, we go up like, not even the exit, we get to do like these back tours, like we went on that Jimmy Fallon ride. So we gotta walk through like the whole studio, meet the people that work there. Um, we gotta go back for like the, the horror night. So just me and Jamie went back there and we had like the gold pass because our son. And so we gotta go to the front of the line on all the haunted houses, which were like two hour waits. And then we got to do the roller coasters like in the dark. And then during the day with our kids, we'd go to like the very front of the line in the Avatar. And then the Harry Potter rides, it's like usually like three hour wait. We were like one minute and you could re-ride. They would let you just stay on. You stay on Hagrid's motorcycle ride. Like, could you imagine? Like imagine how cool that experience was. I'll go over that in my next one though because that's, that's, that's a whole episode I feel like. But this one's going to be a little bit short, 18 minutes. Um, I was just thinking about it because I was at, at home and I was like, I got so much to do today. I got to like meal prep. I just went on a 13 mile run also. So I'm a little bit insane with like how much I want out of life. And it's, it's fun when you start to figure out like what you want, but then also who fits in your life and who do you want that's going to like help you get what you want and so it's hard because you lose relationships along the way it's hard because there are certain people that you love that just no longer like if your relationship was based on just like alcohol like all you did was beat your drinking buddies and all of a sudden like one of you doesn't want to drink it's like it might take like a toll on that relationship because you don't want to be around somebody drinking if you try not to drink and so it's, it's like a lonely, they always say it's like a lonely journey finding yourself because you do, you, you're on your own. Like if you like self-help books or like books with like a lot, a lot of philosophical meanings and just uh, like those deep kind of books, like this one I just am finished, I just finished and now I'm going, I usually do a book twice. So I listen to it all the way through and then I slow it down and listen like, over like two week period and take notes and stuff. But this one's called Siddhartha. And it's just, uh, the book's just cool because it talks about like how there's different ways to live life. There's ways to like follow the pioneers, people that have done things before you. And then there's that dude with the machete that's out in front, like fucking chopping down, chopping down the path and making the way for the people behind. Like imagine the, I always look at like ski resorts and I'm like, this was in somebody's brain. Like somebody thought of this and like, how did this happen? 
Like, how do they have those ginormous poles in the middle of a mountain that's, like, made out of rock? Like, how far do you have to dig down? How do you get the machinery on, like, a double black diamond? Like, what the hell do they use? <laughs> I gotta, I'm probably going to YouTube this now because I got to figure out, like, how, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, and then you get people that just ride this shit to the top of a mountain. And then you get to the top, and there's another one that goes even further. And it's like, it's insane, right? It's insane to me. But there's so many things like that. There's just, uh, there's so many things that, like, are, like, you can't even, you can't even comprehend. But it's cool how life is very similar to, to, like, just how you like how you just process that thought about the mountain when I was talking about it. Like you probably just like were like, "Fuck yeah, that is crazy." How did they do that? And you maybe maybe like have never even thought about it. But there's that person that just like forges that path, says, "This is my idea," and that's like Siddhartha. So he kind of goes on his own path. And fo like forms his own beliefs, forms his own ideas, and like there's loneliness in the path, but there's also like it's very beautiful. And I just said beautiful, it's beautiful because it is like there's no other way to describe it, it's just like a, a beautiful thing. So I hope you guys have a really good week and que les vaya bien. That means I hope it goes well for you in Spanish. Love you guys. You have just experienced the Tyler Griffith podcast brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Sponsored by nobody. Thank you. Please listen to our next episode next week.